Alrighty, we're on. Um, g'day guys and welcome to episode 002 of the Bradley J. Driver Experience. I'm your host, Bradley Driver. As always, you can call me Brad. Today's special guest, Mr. Jack Brown. What is um, going on, Brad? Mate, same as always. Um, loving opportunities to get very interesting and very informative guys like yourself behind that mic. Um, hopefully the shirt um, sort of suggests what we're here to talk about today. Um, I think a really important topic in society and culture um, in 2020 for years to come and also I think past too, but I think part of the reason we're having this conversation is I think it's partly been neglected in the past. Yeah, 100% man. Um, it's really exciting, obviously. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. But um, definitely the topic we're talking about, we're going to go on and have a chat about suicide awareness and prevention and the company yeah. or the non-for-profit charity I work for, which is Talk To Me Bro. Um, but I definitely want this to be seen as a positive and something that we're yeah. going to work towards to obviously make suicide a, a thing of the past. So I'm really excited to be on here and hopefully uh, those people listening and watching can get something out of it. Yeah, I think really important. I sort of, <clears throat> one thing for me that I, I think almost speaks volumes and I'll say, you know, I wouldn't suggest that it's, it's anyone scared to reach out, but um, with some of the podcasts I've done previously for on the experience here and then for my real estate one as well, yep. um, I've put up Q&As and sort of given people the opportunity to jump in, reach out and sort of ask any questions that they felt they needed answered regarding certain topics. This was one that I've actually put up a Q&A for and I've not really had anyone reach out. Yep. Um, in fact, zero. And, yeah, and that's, for me, ex I that's think expected, man. It sort of yeah. speaks volumes, and I, I was very vocal about the fact that no names would be mentioned, and we didn't want um, to put anyone's personal experiences out there or, or make anyone feel vulnerable um, having their stories shared behind the camera. But I think, it, like I said, it speaks volumes for the topic, and it's a really an area that um, guys, especially, um, are really scared to share their experiences yeah. um, because of that stigma of being um, a tough Aussie bloke or yeah. um, whether you're from Australia or not, I'm sure it's the same all around the world. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully after, obviously we got no, you got no response for there, but hopefully after this podcast and hopefully after we go into, dive into some things, hopefully we can kind of change that. And I suppose that's why, that's why Talk To Me Bros doing what we're doing. Um, and obviously, you know, you're getting me on here to try and help. Um, others to kind of be able to ask questions and not be afraid to talk about it. I mean, 100%. like I've said to so many people, like you get a cold or you get a broken arm or something, everyone, you know, there's so many people that'll go to the doctor within 30 seconds of getting the sniffles, but as soon as you get a bit of um, mental cloud or something like that, everyone's a bit hesitant to go and reach yeah. out and get help just because of the stigma surrounded, even though it's, the ex it's literally the exact same thing as if you've got a physical condition or your physical sickness. Your mental health is just the same. I so. think that's a really important point and... I guess before we get too much into it, I want to lead into this with um, a little bit of statistic stuff that I got off Lifeline. Yep. Um, I don't know how recent this is. I think it was more like 2015, 2016, these stats were taken. Yep. So I can imagine it's probably a little bit worse now, which yep. is unfortunate. Um, but I read into it and I've I seen that this is in Australia, that for every death by suicide, it's estimated as many as 30 people attempt yeah. to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. um, also read that more than eight deaths per day in Australia from suicide, um, and that there's three times more male to female deaths by suicide in the country. Correct, yeah. Um, and I guess, tell me a little bit about the company while, or the organization, talk to me bro, why it began, yeah. um, and Sort of talk a bit, because I guess, if you know Jack from the Wollongong area, we sort of met through real estate 
because um, Jack used to be in the game as well. And we sort of become mates there. Um, had an opportunity to chat a little bit about our professions and I know that you had really big hopes and aspirations and you're doing quite well in the field and then this is obviously something that emotionally has led you down another path yeah. um, to feel like you can help people a little bit more and I want to hear about that too. Yeah, cool. So talk to me, bro. Um, we're on Facebook, social media, things like that. So if you do want to go on that, please click on, give us a like and follow us. Um, but what we're all about um, was all started from a family member of mine uh, passing away. He's yeah. one of my best mates, um, Matt Simpson. Uh, was his name so his wife Christy uh, after the funeral of Matt were all distraught and we're all sitting there and Matty went through quite a bit but he never talked uh, he never talked about his problems um, and when he was growing up he went through quite a bit of abuse and different things like that but he never opened up and the sad thing is and I can see this in a lot of different people is that they're, they're, they're the kind of people that'll be there for you, but they never want to put anything back. They never want to, they want to hear your problems, but they never want to say, hey, this is what's wrong with me. And they want to yeah. never want to reach out to grab a hand. And that was the kind of person Maddie was. Like anytime like I had any problem, he'd be the first person I'd go to to try and help me out. But then when I could see him, when he wasn't doing too well, he'd always put it back on me and try and, um, you know, try and get me to say something about myself or what was going wrong in my life because yeah. he just didn't want to open up and, and talk about it. So I suppose after the after the funeral of Big Matty, um, Christy uh, basically sat down and thought, you know what, well, this has got to stop. Like, you know, if only he talked to us, if only he talked to us. And that was the common theme is if only he talked to us. Yeah. So anyway, Christy from that created the hashtag talk to me, bro, of, um, you know, it's very simple of that, that idea of if only he talked to us, you know, maybe he'd still be here. Yeah. And I actually have no doubt that he'd still be here because it's so, you know, the things, there's nothing in life that you can't get through. There's nothing that you can't get over through help and talking to others. And, and I can, you know, when I go into my own experiences later, I can, I can tell you firsthand. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, that, that happened. Um, sorry, and to touch on, so you wanted to know how I got from real estate into this? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I was in real estate, obviously with Brad. Um, Two young bucks coming up, and anyways, my my um, Maddie passed away in I believe it was yeah it was a day after Australia Day 2018. How old was Matt? Uh, Maddie was 30, 37. Fuck. Yeah, so, so very 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 yeah hundred percent very young. Uh, yeah, very young boy. Oh, you know, very young. Um, anyway, because it came as an absolute shock yeah. uh, to me. Like it's not like you. It's one of those things where oh, you know, you saw a come or anything like that. Like anybody who's been touched, who's watching this by suicide, it's one of those things that you just can't fathom. And it's one of those things I wouldn't wish upon anybody because you just don't know how to react to it. You just roll with the punches and and um, go from there. But I I started in talk to me, bro. Because once Christy started up, they um, obviously we're going to need a male. Uh, a mentor and like a keynote speaker to go and give all these talks to schools, workplaces and stuff like that as we built up. And that, that was right up my alley. As soon as my, as soon as Maddie passed away, I thought to myself, like I could go okay in real estate, but I thought, oh, you know, there's, there's plenty of real estate agents that are going to do well, such as yourself, but I thought I'm going to um, turn my hand at helping others in a different way, like you said, yeah. um, in a way that I can connect with. Yeah. Because I, there's people that are, all these people that are suffering with these things and struggling that I can relate to. Yeah, and of instead of, you know, and there's just different areas where it, it helps a lot more when you can relate to someone. Empathy is important, right? 100%, massively, yeah. man. So, you know, to go to someone who doesn't, doesn't understand or anything like that, it's kind of hard. But if you can sit down and talk or you're getting talked to by someone that's been there and done that, I think yeah. there's a lot more credibility there or, 
yeah, I, I just think, yeah, that, that's kind of where it came from for me. So as soon as that happened, I thought, you know, I gave a couple more months here on stage and I thought, no, nah, I've got to do something here. Yeah. With Christy. That Mate, is. that's, um, I'm glad to hear that because I think we, we said it to say, I think empathy is super important. I think for a lot of people, it's hard to, it's hard to relate to somebody who hasn't been through similar experiences. Mm. Very much like, um, you know, similar to real estate. When you first get into real estate, people say to you, have you bought a house or have you, have you sold a property? Or 100%, like, yeah. Do you actually understand what it's like to go through this The process, yeah, 100%. And I think, um, I wouldn't say, you know, obviously very hard circumstances, but it betters you in, in helping others. Yeah, de- um, yeah, And that's definitely. the positive you have to take from it. Yeah. Um, from such a negative situation, you need to take those positives. And it's, it's super inspiring to hear that through a really tough time, the people that were so close to Matt were able to take a negative and create 100%. something that I think is going to help and will have already helped so many people. Well, we just, the kind of person Matty was, was he worked in child services and things like that. So he loved helping out people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, from there, man, like I said, like one of the biggest things I wanted to do was try and help, um, obviously along with Christy and that was help others in that difficult situation. Um, because yeah, like I said, I I know what it's like to be there. And, um, yeah, I think if I sort of look from it, from the outside in, one of the reasons that I think as well as locally, that one of the reasons that you guys have popped up um, consistently across social for me is the way that um, a lot of businesses and, and people have been actively in support of the organ- organisation, which yeah. is amazing to see. Yeah. Um, one thing that I love about what you have done and the hashtag Talk to Me Bro and how well that's been pushed on social is I think it's very easy for us all to get caught up in our own lives, our own yeah, stresses, massively. how yeah. busy we are. Yeah. And I think whilst not everyone is specifically or personally suffering from mental health issues, when your life is busy and stressful yourself, you sometimes forget to ask that question and ask how your mates are. Uh, the, the, yeah, the big, I think a big thing there is though, a lot of people will sit back and a lot of people go through and think this won't happen to me, so therefore I don't need to worry about it. Exactly. And yeah. I, can, I can tell you right now, I mean, when I was younger, I kind of went through that to some extent, but I can see it all the time. You're going down and you, you see things and what people complain about nowadays and that, and you really sit back and you think like, you think it's not going to happen now. And it's like, for me personally, I didn't see yeah. Maddie passing away. It doesn't happen until it happens. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why like this mental health push that we're trying to get through now is so critical yeah. because even though you think it won't happen to you, you don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best and worst things about life is that you don't actually know what's around the corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the best, the best thing I can think. And the, the thing that gives me, you know, a bit of, bit of happiness with Maddie was that I knew that I always was trying to be there for him. And I think yeah. the biggest advice I can give to anybody, um, you know, that, that's listening in or anything like that is that if anything like that did happen, you definitely want to be able to know that you did everything you could. So, yeah. you know, just before we go on, if there's anybody you haven't talked to in a while or one of your mates is a bit... Um, you know, out of the ordinary and things like that, then give him a call, send the text, because you prefer to send that yeah. text, be a pest, you know, or be seen as a pest rather than the complete opposite, because a text or a phone call can go a lot longer than, a lot further than a lot of people think. 100%. Um, and you sort of touched on it before, you said part of your role in the, in the organisation is those keynotes and, um, and spending some time with people who are going through a tough time. Yeah. Talk to us about the services that you guys provide. So the big thing that we say off the bat is like we're not counsellors, we're not psychologists. I'm, I'm just at uni now studying psychology, but I'm not qualified. 
um, yeah. at the moment. So one thing that we really want to push to people so they don't you know, sit there and think we're going to cure everything. But what we do offer is we've got about 20 volunteer mentors currently that um, have been, been there, done that. We've got some that have you know, been locked up, some that have been through some absolute you know, terrible, terrible, unimaginable things in life. Yeah. Uh, and we've got them in here because they've got the experience to help others that are struggling. Um, so yeah, that's basically where we got okay. where we got all our guys from. And do you find <coughs> so you guys have been you said since twenty twenty eighteen? Yeah, so twenty eighteen about March March April we yeah. started. And how has the organisation grown in that time on our early twenty? Ma- massively, we've had huge support. One of our biggest supporters, I've got to say, is Dan from Definition Fitness. Yeah, that's and, and that's probably where it's sort of massive. I've seen like, a lot of you it. You go for a coffee down at North Gong, you're going to see three or four of our jumpers rolling around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because he's got obviously the Definition jumpers, but they've got our um, brothers hashtag. don't let brothers fight alone and you know the hashtag yeah. talk to me bro so like going down for a coffee and seeing that and seeing it more and more is incredible it's a great Mate, feeling I went for a walk last night just around South Beach and I seen um, I seen a lad going for a jog and he had one on 100% um, man and, well, it was, and it was for me I was like wow like it's funny leading into this today that I'd seen it well I was at the gym the other day yeah 100% I was at the gym the other day and I was waiting for a dude to finish up on the bench and he got up and he was wearing the, I was actually wearing the shirt at the same time he's wearing yeah. the same shirt as me so yeah um yeah, man. It's funny, hey? So it's good, though. So anyway, so we've had huge support. Sorry to continue there. We've had huge support from like local businesses. And I think that's the big thing is because people are seeing the big picture here and people are getting on board like Dan has and he's understood that this needs to be addressed. And he's like, I can help here. Yeah. Let's let's get this message across. And by him supporting, like I've talked to, like just yesterday, I went and talked to uh, Warrawong Height, talked to students from year seven all the way through yeah. um, and, you know, gave a talk to each year group individually. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in, you know, different schools and things like that. And just from that alone, like people, like kids booking themselves in to see counsellors afterwards and things like that. Kids that are troubled. And that's not to say that, you know, from my talks, we want you to go and see a counsellor, but just that opens the conversation if you do need it um, to book into a counsellor or something like that. But I give steps and things like that or give steps that I use, like a mental toolbox and stuff that you use. And if that doesn't work, then you look for outside help, like, you know, a professional and things. And then I... Yeah, go on to a whole range of different things yeah. to tell the kids about. So do you mind, you just mentioned there yep. about that mental toolbox, explain yep. that idea to us a little bit. And yeah, cool. So a mental toolbox essentially is just things that you do when you're really happy and life is going really well. So for me personally, it's maybe um, going to dinner with the missus, um, yeah. you know, sometimes playing golf with um, the boys, maybe yeah. going for a walk. I actually love the harbour. One of the, my biggest things is if I'm Peaceful, feeling, hey. yeah, yeah, man. So actually when I started to battle mental health problems, when I was about 15, six, or probably 16, um, my, me and my mum used to go for walks around the harbour. So it's yeah. a really special place for me because yeah, that's when, that was where I started to get help and I started to talk to mum and then that's when I started to get the idea of when I was walking around the harbour actually talking yeah. to the old girl about these problems, I kind of realised, I was like, how good, like this feels incredible. Like, and I was very fortunate to have the mother I do. Yeah. Love you, mum. Um, to be able to walk <laughs> around, you know, the harbour and just listen and just yeah. bounce things off me and say, no, that's normal. No, this is what's happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the massive thing that we're trying to get through here is that you'll realise once you start opening up and talking about these things, that A, it feels incredible, and B, you're not going to get judged like you think you will. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that people don't want to talk is because they're afraid of being judged. And my 100%. biggest thing to say on that is if you've got, if you are going to be judged for like talking about your problem, then you've got shit mates. And you need to get yeah, you need to get a different group. I think it's it's so important to look at that friend circle and, and the 100%. family and the people around you. And I think Definitely. 
I think if someone genuinely cares about you, very similar, like you said, with your mum, they would want you to open up about those things yeah. and, and feel very comfortable to, to talk about anything. And I guess one of the things you mentioned there is, you know, for you, like those things that make you feel good and, yeah. and keep you mentally healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about that. It's almost like, it's almost like the body. Um, yeah. As much as we try to keep our body in shape, I think yeah. it's obviously very important to keep the mind yeah. in shape. Um, talk to saying everyone's going to be different, but how important is um, physical, physical, yeah health yeah massive just just to just to jump back onto that sorry for the mental toolbox i didn't really finish that there i got caught on a tangent like i have for a lot of these things sorry man um so the mental toolbox is all these things that i enjoy doing when i'm when i've got mental clarity and i'm all good to go yeah i put them in like this little in my head lock it up boom and then once i start to feel down and things aren't going my way um, you know, and I'm not, and I'm starting to get that mental cloudiness and things like that. There's something I can go straight to and know this makes me feel good. I need to do this. This yeah. makes me feel good. So then you can go to these things and try and make you feel that yeah. little bit better and slowly crawl your way out of that dark cave, yeah. you know, that dark place. And then if you can do these things and then you, you still don't find that you're making much progress, even if you are pushing and putting in a hundred percent, that's yeah. when we start to look at, look at getting professional help and things like that. But to go on to um, what you just said then. I think, like, and it's proven, like, um, physical exercise and things like that's one of the best things you can do for mental clarity um, yeah. and to, to make yourself feel better. But one of the biggest obstacles I find that a lot of people I talk to is that getting out of bed factor is yeah. that, you know, and that's where that depression comes in and, and things like that, even the anxiety. So the depression side of that would be, I don't want to go to the gym, I just want to lay in bed. And the anxiety is, I don't want to go to the gym because people yeah. will judge me. Um, the two biggest barriers you need to push through to get results. I mean, like, you know, I've went through that myself of just being in that stage where I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to stay there. But then I got to that point where I thought, this is ridiculous. I need to make a change because if I don't, this will be me, is I push myself to get out go to the gym and do things. And then all of a sudden my mental health just skyrocketed. Yeah, 100%. So to answer that, man, I think physical, physical activities and things like that, like a lot of my... A lot of things I do if I'm working one-on-one with someone will involve walk to release, you know, different things, different chemicals, things like that. And because also for guys as well, here's a little advice for people (coughs) that are trying to figure out how you can talk to guys because got like, I can tell you right now, sitting like me and Brad are trying to have a chat with your mate about something that's wrong won't happen. The reason being, in my opinion and my experience, is that if you sit in front, it just kind of seems like, you know, the, the, the judge and the you know, the, yeah. there, you know what I mean? So what, it just doesn't work, I've found. Anyway, it could be different for others. But what I've found is really helpful is if you're doing something at the same time to has like a little side, as a little side thing that kind of yeah. distracts them while they talk. So one thing I like to do is either, either throw the baseball, pass the footy, because it gives you an indirect way and you can talk, but you're also doing something. So yeah, yeah it's a really good little trick to get, yeah. um, to get people to open up and stuff like that. Like my big one is going for walks, like I said. Yeah. So if I've got someone who's really struggling, we'll go for a walk around the harbour and, and not only are they feeling good because they're exercising, but they're also a lot more inclined because we're side to side, not face to face, and don't feel like you know, they're being judged. And like I said, it's just a lot easier and a lot more approachable if it's yeah. like that. Are so. there any events that you guys have um, to get people together? In, in larger groups? So, yeah, so we definitely do. I'm looking at, um, I've put together a couple of programs um, with Christy. Uh, one of them's for the bushfire victims. I don't know if you see me post about uh, that lately. Yeah, did, yeah. So, um, where, because all the stuff that's going on with Canberra and stuff, we do have the program, it's finished. It's a really good program. And um, we're going to offer that 
obviously free of charge and things like that to all the victims and stuff like that that have suffered from the bushfires. Um, yeah, where was I going with that? So, yeah, we're going to offer that to the um, bushfire victims. Sorry, now I'm back on track. Anyway, and we've also put together different... I'm putting together different programs um, for guys in the Illawarra and yeah. stuff like that. So there's, there's a whole range of guys doing really good work. Like, I think there's the men's walk and stuff like that. Yeah. Or whatever it's... Yeah, because I've noticed called? a few things. Um, there's I'm a few things popping up. Yeah. I've noticed a few things... Yeah. Um, specifically around grabbing a coffee or going for a walk and yeah, a few groups. Which is out. great, exactly right. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the men's like I said, yeah, the men's the men's walk is a is a good idea, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I'll try and get some of those details and throw them up at the end yeah, um, no of this potty, like a, a few things that you can do and groups you can be around. I know one of the reasons like this has all started and, and you asked me just before we started and went on camera um, why I was doing the podcast and I just think you know, a positive conversation can change your life and a negative one can put you in a really bad headspace. And yeah, I think definitely. the importance of great conversation um, can motivate you and inspire you to be a whole lot better. And um, whether that's career, physical um, or mental, um, I don't think it really matters. But I think, you know, the people we surround ourselves and the conversations that we have every day, um, at the end of the day, should really tally up to a whole lot more positive and negative, and yeah, definitely push you in that direction. And like you said, and if they're not, if it isn't tallied in that way, then who are you hanging around? You know I what think, I mean? I like, think it's really important, and that's one of the things where you said before um, you'd been going and speaking at some schools. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask, like, how important now do we think um, that education is within the younger kids? Huge, I think, because I think they're the next generation that you'd, you'd hope feel a whole lot more open about these discussions as opposed to probably what our generation does. Big, And then the next generation after us are going to be completely different to us and we're starting to get in a good space ourselves, yeah. I feel. So 100% there, man, like our fathers and dads and stuff like that have been, I've, I've actually had, you know, a quite a very supportive dad, but, you know, I know yeah. that the stigma, well, the, the basis is basically that we don't talk about our problems, toughen yeah. up, son, like just keep going through and that doesn't work for us. I mean, look at like, you know, there's yeah. eight people passing away through suicide every single day. There's eight yeah. lives that don't need it. It's the biggest killer of males under 45. Biggest killer yeah, of males crazy, under 45. It? It, I think it's doubled the national road toll, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, but we've got big ads, big campaigns. That's what I was going to say. For, you for drive, drive, you know, for drive safe, don't drink, drive, things yeah. like that, which is awesome. Don't do those yeah. things. But where's the biggest killer under 45? We're not addressing it because everyone wants to, everyone wants to dance around it, dance yeah. around the fact. And the thing which people don't understand is talking about suicide isn't going to make someone, you yeah, know, isn't yeah. going to make someone go there. Yeah. That's one big thing that everyone, like a lot of people I know are like, oh, you know, don't say anything because they might do it. It actually opens up the conversation and makes someone who's in yeah. that headspace feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, it's funny what you said there. I think we, we dance around it a lot. And Massively. I don't, it's, it's hard to understand, I guess, why we do. And I guess maybe my perspective is slightly ignorant because I've never really had any real mental health struggles myself. Yeah. Like I was, I've been super blessed with just a very supportive family yeah. and a really good close knit group of mates. Yeah. That's probably helped me avoid any of that. But I think yeah. now you've almost got to look at the stats and go, well, nearly probably at some stage in your life, everyone's going to have some sort of hurdle or boundary that they need to overcome. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. And the good thing is, and especially like being really um, proactive with it, is I feel like like at no point, especially like with talk to me, bro, we're certainly not about playing the victim or saying how tough life is and things like that yeah. and struggling to get through. It's actually quite the opposite. Like 
Our thing is, obviously, you're going to go through shit in life. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, whether you've got $3 billion, you got $0, you're going to go through a lot of uh, tests yeah. and tribunals and a whole bunch of things. And I think, yeah, the biggest thing is being able to, and it's the old Rocky expression, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you come back from getting hit, yeah. getting beaten and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a massive thing in, in my book is kind of being able to go through hard times and come out the yeah. other end. I think personally, like I just said, like I haven't been through anything super tough myself, but if I reflect back on the last couple of years, um, talking about all these things we've discussed to improve mm-hmm. your mental health and, and put you in a more positive space. Yep. I know when I was living in Melbourne and I was secluded, I was living by myself, I was working seven days a week, um, I wasn't exercising and I loved doing my exercise mm-hmm. and my fitness. Um, and you can know you can noticeably see a difference in the positivity um, as opposed to negativity of your mindset. Yeah. Um, and then coming back to Wollongong, I'd made a decision that I wanted to be close to the people that mattered again, and yeah. wanted to take a little bit more control of the things that made me happy. And yeah. um, understood that career wasn't everything because um, yeah. it wasn't driving my happiness. Yeah. And coming back here, I mean, within the space of a month of getting back in the gym or starting to train again, spending time with my mates again, mm-hmm. having my family around consistently, yeah. your mental game goes up to a whole other level again. Yeah, yeah, massively, man, massively. And like we've talked about, your physical health is just as important as your mental health. That's why I don't yeah. understand where people don't give it so much more thought mm. because, you know, you could, you know you're, you don't know how long we're here for. And, you, yeah. like, you know, just with the passing of Kobe... Uh, like which is a massive one, GG, and hundred percent because he was like one of my favorite basketball. I played, I spent like all my money in my piggy bank to watch him play when I was like 17, 18 and yeah. you know he's a massive role model for me. And my boys growing up, and um, you know, and GG and all the um, people that passed away, which is really sad. But the, the point there is, you just don't know how long you're going to be here for, so you really can't focus on if you're not happy mentally and you're not, you know, wake up each yeah. day with a smile. What are you working towards? Because I, I see a lot of people. Uh, work, you know, they work these jobs, they hate, they get up, they work their nine to fives, or do whatever they do and they hate yeah. it. And I can't understand, I can't fathom it. Like, I'd prefer to be happy and poor than to be, you know what I mean? Like, you know, have a billion dollars in the bank and... Two, two things that I, I think of immediately hearing what you said there is, um, I, I remember on Sunday morning, it was a Sunday morning in Australia, of course, um, reading the news. I seen it was two years after IG. Matt passed, how's this? Two years after Matt passed away, same yeah. do- same time, same day. So fuck that. Two years. Yeah, bro. So for me, it was all right. Yeah, for me, Christy, everyone, you know, wow, who loved Maddie, which is a lot of people. Yeah, I woke up. Uh, I was like six a.m. and sorry to cut you off, man. No, um, yeah, and same. I, I looked at the thing and I thought it was a joke, and I was like, like it's literally two years. I was like, surely not, because yeah. I was like, yeah, he's like, you know, one of my best mates and now one of the best basketball players in the world. What so. What hit home for me is when I read it on this, on someone's IG story, I seen. A post and it said rest in peace and my first thought was Bron had just passed his scoring stats to go into the top three maybe someone was maybe a non like just joking yeah, just sort yeah, of joking yeah, yeah. about that um, and then I continued to see articles and it probably wasn't until I'd read the 30, third article that I and really home, believed yeah. it yeah and then hearing his daughter at 13 years of age yeah, and sad, uh, yeah. you know nine I think it was eight or nine other passengers yeah um, it's scary to think how quickly everything can be taken away from you in a moment that had such good intentions. 100%. Um, a man worth 500 million, like the life, 41 years old, with his you know, beautiful daughter and yeah. you know, everyone else on the, that plane, you know, riding a private plane yeah. to a basketball game, and all that's done. 
in a moment. It's just as tragic as it is, and yeah. it's it's such a terrible situation, especially for the youth there as well that 100%. are so young and yeah. have only lived such a small yeah. portion of their life. Yeah. The only positive I can take from that situation is I look at Kobe and his life, and we spoke about it just then. Um, the guy spent his his years doing what made him truly happy. Yeah. And I guess that's the one thing you can look back and reflect on is whilst it's tragic to lose a life so early, yeah. um, I think when anyone goes or, or leaves or when your time's up, you'd like to think that you look back and, yeah, and really have a smile on your face because Huge. you yeah. lived your happiness. Definitely. You lived your truth. Going, getting old is a privilege. A lot of people 100%. forget that. Yeah, I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and, yeah, he's awesome. and he Gary talks. Vee. I think he's one guy that really pushes work ethic. But when you listen to him quite closely, um, he talks about you know that saying like I'd rather cry in my Ferrari. Yeah, he goes, "What a load of fucking shit." Yeah, hundred percent. I'd rather ride the bus and be happy every day. I think hundred percent. Money and all these things are really unnecessary objects. If you're not I'm making the least happy. amount of money. Or like I got out of real estate. I'm making yeah. the least amount of money I have since I started working. Yeah. And you're going to get the small face, man. Like, you know what so I mean? Important. Like, it's so that's important. the thing. I mean, and I, I yeah, yeah, man. It's, I think that's a, that's a huge point, you know? So I think the big thing as well, I suppose, is once you, and I went through this with Maddie and especially um, myself, is once you flick that switch and instead of asking why me, and doing that thing where you kind of sit back and you think, oh, you know, this is terrible, you know, literally, why me? Instead, kind of sit back, and I kind of learned this off a really good friend of mine, Luke Connors, one of my best mates, and he kind of taught me the lesson of instead of sitting back and asking why me, sit back and think, what can I learn from this? Why? So from the Kobe incident, for example, the more you try and make, in my opinion, the more you try and make sense out of tragedy, you get nowhere and you're just going to get sadder and sadder. What you need to do, it's the old expression, if you look for gold, you'll find it. If you look shit for shit, you'll find it. Yeah. Okay? And that's a terrible situation. Same yeah. with Maddie passing away. But a really important thing we need to do in tough times like this is obviously, you know, pay respect more and things like that. But what can we learn? Like, what can we learn from this? What's the universe trying to tell us and how can we improve yeah. from this? You know what I mean? Definitely. So, because I think that attitude is definitely what's, you know, going to be the difference between being happy and not, you know, and, and you know, tragedy is going to happen. Definitely. You know, no matter what, but it's about how you react to it. I mean, like I said, man, the best basketball, I think, like of our generation. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, LeBron's, LeBron's good. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's incredible, man. So. Yeah, me on the call. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the boys aren't watching this. I, can spray I was about to say, if this gets out, I was about to say, I'll get some testimonials. The boys spray me for that. <laughs> but um, no, I guess, I guess one thing, um, I sort of, you know, you, you said it there as well, I think, I was going to ask you, um, especially in the in the two years now, or probably just shy of two years, that yep. you guys have been been Running. active as an organisation. Yep. Um, you said it there. You look for gold, you find it. You look for shit, you'll find it too. 100%. And I think a big um, one of the big things that people say about social media is there's a lot of stuff that can make you feel quite anxious. I think Instagram's taking the right steps as a company to remove some of that with removing likes and making it more about quality and truth of content um but i think i've seen a lot of positives in what you've been able to do across that platform yeah um how important is it that people look for those things in their life and surround their feeds with positivity i I can tell you right now man so one thing and i think i think it was my my, my, my mum's a good person um she told me comparisons the thief for joy 
That's one thing that's just resonated She's with me massively. Comparisons the thief of joy. So we wake up, and this is this is why like I'm trying to do it because when I do talk to kids, I talk about social media massively because I believe, in my opinion, that this is a massive cause of depression and anxiety yeah. and things like that because we'll wake up in the morning, boom, alarm, hit snooze or hit whatever, pick our phones up. The first thing we look at is what? Social. Social. Like it's a newspaper, yeah. like it's something like that. You're looking for, and you're almost looking for gratification. And, 100% and with the likes and things like that. How many that. likes you got overnight, yeah. how many comments you got. And I'm, I'm no same. I used to, 100% used to do that myself. I was like, you know, oh man, I only got two likes. And it says, I'm used to four likes. This is bullshit. You know what I mean? I've got to delete you this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's, um, that's the thing, man. And that, that's what, um, one of the, the best things I've, I think I've accomplished with this talk to me, bro, is I was having a chat with this guy, um, Anyway, he he really, really good bloke, but he's gone through a few issues and that. Anyway, I turned around and we're having a chat and I said, one thing I can tell, I said, if you want to get back to you, primal root, you just want to get back to being you and not have to worry about, you know, that. I said, take a break, have a social media cleanse. I said, yeah. don't have to delete it, but I was like, delete all the apps off your phone and just like, you know, what's it called when you, not delete the it, detox. but yeah, deactivate, deactivate, deactivate your yeah. accounts. I was like, deactivate your accounts and I was like, and I'll see you in two weeks. Anyway. And parent, like he came back to me and said it's one of the best things he's done because once you do that, and I've done it do this all the time, is that once you de- like get off your phone and things like that, you see everyone else is plugged into the matrix. Everyone walks around. It's crazy, man. Mate, I'm, once I'm, you, I'm a real f- I'm bad with it. A hundred, bro. You're, I mean, you're in real estate. You kind of have to be. Like, yeah. you know, you can't really send faxes and shit like yeah. that anymore. So I completely understand that. But when you're not working, which is, you know, not often because you always yeah. do, I can definitely appreciate that. But... You see it all the time, man. Like, you yeah. see couples going out for dinners and shit like that, and they're on their phones and things like that. I'm like, why would you be happy? Like, yeah. I'm like, you're missing what's in front of you. And it gives me the shits, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'll, even if I go to pull my phone out at dinner, I'll turn it, hey, I'll either cop a big overhand hook from the missus or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or, or, like, you know, I'll sit back and it's crazy. Once you realise how dependent we are on our phones, it's ridiculous. Social media for Talk To Me Bro is one of the best platforms we have because everyone is on social media yeah. and they read it and it's that positive thing which, you know, gives them a bit of a spark yeah. and say, you know, what good things are happening in the world. But unfortunately, man, with, you know, and it, it, we say it all the time, but just nothing happens. But people are posting these fake lives of things that, you know, they're on a holiday in Italy, but they save for three years to go to Italy. You know what I mean? But no one sees that. You just wake up, get out of bed, and you go into your nine to five, yeah. and you think, oh, why am I not in Italy? So important, mate. You know what I mean? And why am I not? I thought I was the only bloke who didn't go to Croatia last year. Mate, Honestly, I, I thought there was a flight sale or something. Yeah, man. 100%. Um, I was down at Wingdown Caribbean Park. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's, you said it there, like, I think it's really important. Social is so powerful, and it can be so positive. Can be, yeah. But I think you've got to understand, like, when to let go. And I, I sort of giggled through that because... I know, like, I can be sitting on the lounge watching a movie. And you'll be on your and phone. And in my phones, I'm, I'm always on yeah. my phone. Like, yeah. And I don't really pay attention to what I actually set out to do yeah. or the people around me. Yeah. But I notice, like, if I put my phone away or I put it on charge, then I get the shits with other people. Being like, oh, bro, 100%. Like, like, this is a fucking uh, great movie. Why don't you watch? 100%. Like, but even that, you know, what you'll notice with conversations and stuff, and this is a big thing where I kind of go back to that you don't know how long you're going to be here and, you know, each minute's a blessing, is that... We, you don't appreciate someone until they're not there anymore. It's that old thing, you know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's a pretty heavy thing to go off of, you know, what we're joking with. But you won't appreciate someone, like, to the fullest until yeah. you can't have that conversation with them anymore. Just sit back and think all I did was I sat on my phone the whole fucking 100%. time. You know what I mean? You're thinking, I wasted that opportunity rather than, because your phone will always be, your phone will be there to the day you go, but that person won't be. Yeah, that's You right. know what I mean? So, and, but yet we value 
we're looking at our phones, looking at social, what's he doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you see people like filming concerts and shit like that. You're like, man, you're going to be able to get a CD at the concert or a that, DVD. That, I'm like, what are you doing? You may as well have stayed yeah. at home with me. That blows my mind now. If you, you see like a Snapchat or an Instagram story of a festival. People singing Bon Jovi. Especially on a black, like when it's a dark night and, yeah. and the room's black. Yeah. And, and just you can the see these like torches in the air. I can, un- I can understand some of it, you know, being in the moment and stuff like I can, but it's like just sit back and enjoy, yeah. sit back and enjoy what's going on, man. Um, yeah, but, you know, so to go back with the talk to me, bro, thing, that's, that's kind of one thing that we kind of, you know, we don't say with the social media, but that's one thing when I do have my one-on-ones or when I talk with, or I do group sessions quite a bit. So I run a group session with Dan uh, from Definition. I run uh, um, um, like a mental health night, you know, it's called Lift and Shift. Yeah. So um, the, I think it's the last Tuesday of every month, I believe, is um, we go in there, the boys will do a workout with Dan, and then we come up uh, and there's usually around somewhere between 10 and 15 of the boys. We go up and we just have a, a chat about what's going on, but we also got some activities so like um we'll do like some that. either hundred percent so yeah hundred percent so yeah we'll work on the curls and then work on the brain um which is massive and dan like i said dan's been awesome through all this i can't thank him enough for his support we talked to me bro but we'll do you know breast sessions ice work um, um you know sorry cold water immersion but yet not also known as ice work stuff. wim hof massively into um it's, man you're it's like this is scripted because you're leading perfectly into my next question so i'm going to interrupt slightly go for it um, to put it out there because yep. I was actually going to say like I follow talking about what we're talking about trying to follow as many positive people and people that I think will positively impact my mindset um, and the way that I live yep. um, every day and one thing I've noticed especially in the last two three years more so than ever is more and more successful and happy people um, focusing on breath work like yep. the Wim Hof method I think that guy is unbelievably 100% intelligent 100% he's a character as well such a character he's got an amazing story have you been to an event I haven't you gotta go to one man it's worth every penny I would have done what I did with Kobe I would have sold all my assets to get to his his thing man it's incredible it's a I went with um, another guy we got working up in Newcastle we talked to me bro Um, again one of my best mates Luke Connors are doing an incredible job up there but me and him went um, to learn so we could actually learn the Wim Hof method and thing and cold water immersion so that we could um, utilize it in our sessions and things like that because I've done a bit at home yep. just not in the cold water as yeah. well well you haven't done the cold water I do the sh- the cold showers every Have shower. you done the cold I better say you've done the I've cold not, water I've, shower in all in all honesty hand on heart I don't think I've had a hot shower in a couple of years Yeah yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, 100%. Just, the amount, of, the amount of positives that come from cold. it. Yeah, massively, massively. Yeah, that's... Have you had an ice bath? I haven't had an ice bath. <laughs> oh, they're a different breed, yeah. brother. Wait till you have an ice bath. That'll yeah. make you feel alive. Yeah, um, yeah man, we, uh, we went up to Wim, Wim Hof then. And well, I'll give you an example. So three things we need to survive are food, water, oxygen. Yeah. We take one of the... What's the first thing, if we don't get enough of, we're going to die? Oxygen. But why do we worry about food and water and we never worry about our breath? Yeah. It's ridiculous. What's the first thing you do when you come to life? Like when you, you, take born, you take a you breath. You don't you don't hop it's out funny, and eat it? a six inch Italian serve of cheese, you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. the first thing you do is take a breath. And that's yeah. one thing that again I've learned from the man himself is that, you know, our breath work is so and you see and when I've been to, actually it was really funny, I went to a psychologist, um, she was like the Oracle off the Matrix. Have you seen the Matrix? She, bro, she could tell everything I was thinking. It was insane. Hey, I walked in there. She could tell from my breath, like just from looking at my breath and my breathing pattern, the way I was feeling, and she nailed it. She turned around. She's like, "You're really anxious." So I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, 
I can tell you're anxious. Like she said, it's how many breaths I've taken since I've gotten it. Anyway, it was incredible. Yeah. And I was blown out. And she was when, uh, one of the first people that got me being like, you know what, breath's really important, but we neglect mm. it. So then I started, Dan, again, from definition, uh, got us into um, Wim Hof and I, I got a ticket. I've been into Wim Hof for about six months now. Yeah. I, I love it. It's lo- Honestly, it's life-changing, The app's man. free as well. Yeah, 100%. The app's free. He's just, he's one of the most positive people in the world. And you look at what he does, it's not normal. It's not normal what yeah. he does. Like, it's, it's not human. But the thing is, and like I've seen the guy in person, he's nuts. He's absolute bonkers. And he's one of the, one of the most free spirits because he just does not care. You know what I like about it? I like, if, you've, if you haven't read into Wim Hof, I'd highly advise, like, Definitely. go and, um, he's got, a, he done a really good podcast on London Real um, with Brian Rose. Go watch that. I yeah. thought that one was really good. Yeah. Um, they really dove into what it was about. And he was touched by suicide um, with his life his story wife, as well, yeah, yeah. Um, which sort of led him down this path and made him explore all of this a whole lot more. But it's funny because you notice... Um, sort of, I've noticed more people doing Wim Hof and the breathing, but also meditation. Yeah, it's becoming bigger because more and more people are understanding that like your mind is just as important. Um, just to go back on that, like we've been really lucky. I've got a, um, a guy, uh, Johannes, he's one of, he's basically Wim Hof's right hand man, um, for Australia. He's, uh, he does heaps of sessions, he's a very popular guy. Um, Anyway, I've actually gotten him on board with Talk To Me Right. And I think if you saw my post about like helping out those affected by the bushfire victims, um, I linked up with him at a few events like where we've just kind of gotten and he's like, man, 2020, like men's mental health, let's, like, let's kill it. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, I was like, I've, like, I've got all this. I was like, you can make a massive difference here. I was like, because I, I was, like, was going to do what you were going to like can do, but you can do it 100 times better than I can because you've yeah. experienced. Like, yeah, I was dinner with Wim Hof and things like yeah. that. You know what I mean? It was like... He's from, um, I believe he's from Sweden, but don't hate me, Johannes, if you're like from Norway or somewhere, but I think it's Sweden. Yeah. But anyway, so he's... Um, he's he's gonna just be probably w- one of those really fucking good-looking human Oh, he honestly, I think I said to my missus the other day, Mate, I was like, just genetics 100%, level, I said like. to my missus, I'm like, you know, like, I'm straight, but I'm like, he's a good-looking rooster. <laughs> well, I turned around and I was like, if I was any other way inclined, I was like, he'd be the first cat I was picking up. Mm. I'm telling you right now. They're good-looking characters, though. Oh, 100%, those dreamy those eyes. Getting hot and bothered thinking about it, <laughs> um, no, but I think it's I think it's becoming extremely important, and I, I love the way that it's becoming it's almost becoming like really normal now, mm-hmm. which I think is so positive to see more and more people running these events, yeah, doing it personally by themselves. We were the to give you an idea, we set the record at the Wim Hof event recently up in Sydney uh, yeah. at Olympic Park, I believe. Some I think it was up there. Anyway, the largest Wim Hof event ever That's crazy. in the world. Yeah, I can't remember. I think that was 1,200 or 1,500 people. That's mad. Incredible, bro. That's Incredible. Insane. So, yeah, so that's, it's continuously growing because people are starting to look into it. Once you do, and I can't emphasize this enough, guys, to actually get in there and do your research because I, I looked at it and was a bit reluctant myself. I was a bit hesitant, yeah. thought, you know, hmm, what's well, this about? I think like, in theory, if you, if you suggested what's happening and, and what you're actually, if you took someone who was very ignorant to the fact, sat them down said breathe told 30 them, times this is what we're going to do this is how you're going to feel and this is what it's done for so many people they would think you're nuts 100 percent. i can i can give a first-hand experience of when i did the um i did a breathwork session with wim when he was running up it's in the olympic park i remember like i went into that much of like just this different place i remember someone handing me a scroll insane and like i just went to this completely different place where like you just 
like the I can't explain it. Like it's just so. A lot of people get quite emotional and cry. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's where you can get. Yeah, hundred percent. It's where you can get a lot of emotions out. What I understand is when you oxygenate your brain. Yep. And your body and your cells at yep. a level that you don't normally through yep. the shallow breathing that we do, just living our every day to day lives. Yep. It opens up pathways to the brain that, that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah, hundred percent to your primal to our primal ways. Hundred percent. Yeah, which is it's crazy because primal roots. it's. I think about it all the time, right? If I've if I've had a really busy day, mm-hmm. the other day I was flat chat like yeah. back to back all day, running around like a headless chook. Yeah. And it was towards the end of the day, I was like, fuck, I just need to sit down. Like, have I actually took a proper breath today? Yeah, 100%. And you sit there and you, you take a few deep breaths yeah. and you feel good. 100%. Well, if you're on the run, and this is for anybody on the run that I've found, it's called the 378 method, which yeah. I've learned about myself. I didn't obviously come up with it. But the 378 method um, is so you breathe in for three seconds. So one, two, three, yeah. breathe in, hold for seven seconds. Yeah. And then breathe out for eight seconds. And you do three rounds of that straight yeah. back to back. And all of a sudden you become centered again because you're focusing on your breath. You yeah. do it when you, you know, preferably don't do it when you're driving, but you can do it when you're driving. You do it anytime you want. Do it when you're walking, things like that. If you're coming into a really anxious state, yeah, three seconds in, hold for seven yeah. seconds, out for eight seconds, three rounds of that, or as many rounds as you want. And you'll find that instead of your panting and things that you're doing when you're anxious or something like that, all of a sudden, you know, you're much more centered and things like that. Yeah. So that's something that I, I've, you know, looked at. Which helps. I Super think. important. Yeah, very much. Tell so. me more um, about the plans you guys have for 2020 ongoing. Yeah. Um, if you can discuss those. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. Like so what's we, a whiteboard when you go into got, the meeting room? What's the whiteboard look like? It's got tons on. Yeah. Yeah, we got tons on. So yesterday, like I said to you, we finished up with Warrawong High. Um, you know, talked to the whole school basically. Uh, we, you know, undoubtedly we got a really good relationship with Edmund Rice. Uh, I'm going out to a. Well, let me get this out. I'll, I'll show you what I'm going to. Um, so just here, so we're going to Southwestern Sydney, uh, PHN, Men's Proactive Suicide Prevention, um, you know, yeah. um, basically seminar. Um, we work in the other, I'm going to be going on radio up at um, Hawkesbury, up in yeah. Sydney, because they've been affected by different things up there, because, you know, we've run a store up there that's on our page. Uh, and then we're also looking to hopefully, um, we're going to be working with the Illawarra uh, Area Health Service and yeah. things like that, trying to work with them. Um, but the amount of work we've got coming up is crazy, man. Like, with these schools in the Illawarra, and, you know, now that we've got Newcastle and things like that, we're expanding all the time. I even got a bloke we're training up in Sydney, and we've got 20 volunteer mentors. So we've got stuff going on from Newcastle, basically, to Wollongong and everywhere in between that. Uh, people mm, talking to schools, right. workplaces, gyms, you know, yeah. doing absolutely everything, man, because a lot of people are seeing the value in what we're doing. Yeah. And... You know, if as a school or workplace or something like that, you'd like to know you've at least been proactive and at least gotten us in 100%. and done something rather than something happening and you kind of sitting back and asking the question like I was, you know, which I did, and that was what could I have done, what more could I have done yeah. rather than I did all I could. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I'd say if you're a if you're a school teacher, principal, um, if you are someone who's in charge of a workplace or HR at, a, at an office. I'd highly suggest getting in touch with these guys. I think um, it's really important just to be on top of that and mm. and give. I think a lot of people feel like they don't have the opportunity to have these discussions. Yeah, so if you're in a position of power, take that initiative um, and give give. I guess your workers or your students 
um, that opportunity to, to reach out, to chat, to feel more comfortable. Because we, we tailor sessions for, like, well, we've got a basic run sheet, but we tailor it because I've got to, like, the way we've got to deliver programs is a lot different. Like, I, the way I talk to kids in year seven is a lot different yeah, to the way I talk to a construction company. You yeah. know what I mean? So... Uh, it's incredible, man. And to give you guys an idea, if you're sitting back there thinking that, you know, does does what we do work and, you know, talking about the facts and things like that, we went into a construction uh, place, a, a group of really tough blokes, you know, your, your tradies, yeah. your working class men, top blokes. Anyway, we are going through it. Anyway, we worked out, you know, that there were people in there and a lot of them actually suffering the same battles, but none of them, honestly, in the circle, we're sitting around in a circle, and I remember, like all of them, that light flicked in all of them. You know, maybe 80% of people in there because, you know, it's a hard slog. They kind of yeah. sat back and thought, you're kidding. Like, we've been mates and we've been working together for years and we've only just figured out that you're going through the exact same thing I am. And I think with, you know, that I can tell you now with depression and other things like that, the scariest thought is that you're alone and you're the yeah. only one going through it and you're crazy. And I can tell you that firsthand. That's, that's how I felt. And once that light flicks and, you know, you're on, mm. you realise there are so many people going through what I'm going through and it's yeah. normal. It's okay. You know what? That Saying what you said there, that must be an amazing feeling from your end as well. 100% being... because it's what we're doing. What we're doing, I know, work, like helps and it's encouraging that discussion. It's encouraging yeah. people to talk to me. And because we work in such a niche environment of, you know, suicide, and yeah. it's a very touchy one which no one wants to talk about. You know yeah, exactly. what I mean? And then I go in guns blazing, telling them my own personal stories. And, and yeah. we got that result. And that result for me is one of my biggest achievements in working in this industry was being able to get people who, who were mentally unwell. Yeah. And I believe people that were suicidal at one point in their lives because, you know, talking to them and things yeah. like that, to get them to look opposite each other and think, we work, you know, shoulder to shoulder and we're going through the same thing. This has to change. And oh, now the, the blokes have organised. They've got touch footy on like a Tuesday where, you know, they, they knock off early and go and have a chat. Um, and literally like just play touch footy and we'll actually talk about real things rather than you know that superficial conversation that blokes like to have about stuff that doesn't really matter in the end yeah Mm. I think it's um I chat to my mates all the time and we've we've always said like we're all we're all in a great headspace because we really promote it yeah we always say like we, we sort of put our put our feelings out there and what we're going through and how work is and how life is to try and make each other feel more and more comfortable about opening up. Yeah. Um, and we were chatting about it more recently and saying um, how good it is to know that we've just got a good bunch of mates that we can have the right conversations all the time. And yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's, it's a good feeling. 100%. To got, 100%. To got the right people around you. Again, and that's a luxury to be, be able exactly, to have that because yeah. there, there are people out there who don't have those kind of people who are struggling yeah. in new to an area, different things like that. But what we're trying to get through is that if there are people out there like watching, listening, things like that, that are in that, that they don't think there is anybody. I mean, that's part of the reason we're here. That's why, you know, we can lead yeah. you guys to different services and different things that can help you. Um, and, you know, even in a non-professional, you know, opinions and things like that, where, you know, yeah. we can't tell you from a professional level, but we can try and help you and lead mm-hmm. you in ways that, you know, can help you. Like, my biggest thing is that I am really open about my experiences with psychologists. That's so important. And, well. and that because I hate... One of the first things I do when I talk to schools, workplaces, things like that, is just off the bat of how many, like how often I go to a psychologist and why yeah. I go to a psychologist and even, you know, being like, you know, I'm up here helping you guys and helping, you know, we're all learning together about suicide, but yet I'm also the guy that struggles because struggles yeah. are normal. You know, just yeah. because I've come out the other side 
of you yeah. know that really dark yeah. place which you know some people go through doesn't mean I don't you know occasionally go close back to it and things like that yeah so I don't want people to see this superficial idea that once you break through and once you're in a happy headspace that you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna feel that dark cloud anymore because yeah. it will come back but it's ups and downs, 100% right? it does, man. But it's about finding your ways, using your mental toolbox, finding ways that you can go about it. Is once that dark cloud starts to come back, yeah. A, you realising it? The biggest thing that I've learned, I can't remember who told me this, is that anxiety is one of the best things in the world because the reason we have anxiety is in our primal, primal days, anxiety is why we didn't get eaten by dinosaurs. Our anxiety, once you understand it, and this, is, this isn't, again, and me... You know, being a professional, this is just from like I've learned off other people, yeah. is that anxiety is basically our brain looking for things that are wrong. And that's perfect because if it wasn't for that, we'd be dead. Yeah. So once you realize, once you start to get anxious, you think, oh, fuck, I'm actually glad I've got you. Once yeah, you stop exactly. thinking, oh, I'm anxious. And that's a really positive way to have that relationship 100%. with anxiety. So as soon so. as anxiety comes up, I mean, even though it's terrible, I mean, I've, I've went through it massively with like points where like I didn't want to go to school and I didn't want to do different things and yeah. things like that where like it just was, you know, debilitating. But once you build that relationship with it and you understand it's, it's, it's coming up, you can understand that you like, you can actually be thankful. Because like I said, we're just in a time now where we're very lucky where we're not, you know, Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex isn't going to come and fucking eat us. Well, yeah. we do this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're in here sipping it's coffees, sipping coffees, you know, go for a swim, have a nice dinner tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the difference. But we've still got that primal nature because that's us as humans. 100%. So, like, yeah, once you see, so once, you know, you're thinking in your head, oh, you know, what does this person think of me? Or maybe this or this could happen or that could happen. Yeah. The this could, that could happens. That's your anxiety trying to keep you alive. It's just being able to get on top of it and rationalise and kind yeah. of sit back and think, all right, a couple of deep breaths. This is what's going on. Thank you, but no thank you. I was watching a video yesterday, which I actually shared on my Facebook. It popped up as one of those memories. Um, I think I shared like a few years ago or something. And it was a video of Will Smith. Yeah. Um, and he was on some sort of talk show or doing some sort of interview, um, like a one-on-one -on -one sort of thing. And he was talking about fear. And he said like, he, he explained when you sort of, with a group of mates, you're out and you all decide that in the moment you're all hyped up. Ah, the skydiving one? Sky yeah, dive. that's a great one. And great he was video. saying like great how video. anxious and nervous you are all the way leading up to the point to where you're actually falling out of the plane That's and you realise how it's actually the best, most blissful, incredible feeling in the world. And I haven't skydived, but you should. Um, I need to, man. Yeah. My dad's done it. He reckons it's incredible. It's good, man. Um, I've got this thing about falling from heights, but I want to do it to over. I mean, like it. any normal person, why yeah, would you exactly, jump out of a yeah. perfectly good I'm plane? I'm fine with heights, but the yeah. idea of falling... Yeah, it's a crazy, it's it's a crazy feeling. But man. I want to do it because... I think it's an amazing point. He said that you realise at the point of most danger and the point where you should be the most fearful, you're actually you're so calm. 100%. And I think then he go, goes on to say like the best things in life are on the other side of fear and I guess that's how life is meant to be. That's why I think if you're living an amazing, um, really fulfilling life, it's because you're able to overcome challenges 100%. and hurdles and like I how think boring would how boring would life be if you weren't if you didn't face 100%. obstacles like imagine going through life and everything was perfect and everything was mundane i, I 100 i can tell you right now going through life and everything was perfect it'd be boring yeah. like it, you'd just be like well i know nothing's gonna go wrong i'm not going to be challenged in any way shape yeah. or form and if you've got no challenge how are you going to get better as a person or as you know yeah anybody? personal challenges make us the people that we are and i can speak from my own personal like my own personal health things with 
my cystic fibrosis as a young guy mm-hmm. has probably built the character that I have now yeah. um, and the confidence and the, the steadiness yeah. I have now. Yep. And I think you've just got to, if, if your fear is that conversation and, and being truthful and open with your mates, your friends, your family, or um, the health professionals that you want to seek out, mm-hmm. um, I think on the other side of it is probably your best self. So you need to, um, or probably most definitely your best self. Yeah, um, so overcome that fear, reach out. I want to say I'm very ignorant to, in fact, we spoke about psychologists and psychiatrists. Yep. Um, I'm very ignorant, ignorant to the process of um, finding one of those guys to see. Yep. Um, explain to me, to, to see a professional like that, do you need to go through a GP? or? Yeah, you... yeah, really good point I was going to touch on. So uh, one thing which I got and which is awesome at the government is, is kind of... Um, for this initiative is uh, what's called a mental health plan. Yeah, uh, it's where the government will subsidise up to ten um, sessions. So oh, it's wow. awesome. So if you go into your GP like I did, so I'll walk you through what I did. Uh, when so I was struggling, went into my GP, told him what was going on, and he said, usually they start off with about six sessions. They said do six sessions and, and come back to me and say how you going after then. But what it is is to get professional help. Psychologists and that can be a bit pricey out of your own pocket and things like yeah, that. Definitely. Like mine was 180 an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, can't be, you know, it can be different. Like they range from 100 to 180 or, you know, a lot more than mine actually, a lot more. But you see counsellors and different things like that. And what it is is giving people the, the ability to be able to afford these things. Yeah. So, I mean, mine went from 180 to like 30 bucks. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And if I think if it's, and I think if you get like someone who's like 125 or 150, it's, it's bang, like it's just square. Yeah, you know, right. we don't pay anything. So the government gives you up to 10 sessions there once you get a referral for a mental health plan. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible. It's like getting a mental health plan is one of the best things I did. And I think it's one of the most under-advertised, um, you know, benefits that we run in Australia is our mental a mental I was health. Say, I didn't know that. A lot of people don't, that man. I can go get my dental. 100%. My physio, my chiro. Because everyone, dan- we all dance around it. We don't want to yeah. talk about it. Um, and that's, you know, huge. And that's what we're going to try and promote. And, and in the group sessions, and anybody I talk to with the Talking Bro stuff is mental health, like, sorry, mental health plan, mental health plan, mental health plan. Because yeah. one thing, the biggest, the, the biggest thing Talk To Me Bro is about is personal experience and basically making guys feel comfortable to get see yeah. professional help. Because yeah. like I've said a few times now is that I'm not a professional by any stretch of the means. All of our mentors aren't, but they're guys with lived life experience yeah. who have seeked help and who have come out the other side yeah. of depression and anxiety. Uh, people that have been in the herlock or where they have wanted to, yeah. to you know, who have thought about <coughs> suicide and have been there. So, Mate, I really appreciate you sharing your story. I think it's super powerful. I'd, I'd, if you're comfortable, I'd highly suggest sharing stories with mates, these sort of things. And I guess you being so open about your personal journey um, really helps people open up to you. Yeah. Um, I hope that if you're watching this and um, you're struggling in any way, shape or form, you know someone who is, um, feel free to, to touch out to anyone, um, reach out to us. Um, I'm going to drop Jack's um, details yeah, in don't, here. Yeah, I'll chuckle them and road. talk to me, bro, and stuff like that. Because yeah. what we do, we've got cards that have got all the... Um, we got a basically our talk to me bro card, which has all the helplines on the back, so okay. that if you're in like immediate uh, assistance yeah. like this, talk, uh, text back, all these different yeah. things, so that we hand out those, so that you do have yeah. those things ready for if you, if you need help. Where away. can they find you guys on Instagram? Yeah, and Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we've got a website, talk to me bro. So yeah, yeah. we're we're there. Um, we're doing a lot of things. You can buy our merch. You can buy different stuff yeah. like that if you you know haven't been. And this is quite a few. 
like a lot of people that haven't been affected by mental health but like the idea and different things people yeah. that have been affected you know get our merch because the more we get like this the more we get this hashtag out, the more we get the message. You know, the message yeah, more than we get this around, the more the people see what we're doing, and the you know the point. I mean, it's huge. You know, wearing a shirt could literally save a life, even though it sounds 100%. a bit cliche. No, I definitely agree. Conversation is powerful. Jack Brown, thank Thanks you so much for being on the show. It. Thank you. Talk Thanks to me, bro. Thank um, you. I hope you guys got really got something out of this. See you the next one. Thank you. Cheers, man. No, no, Josh, I'm gonna take a piece. Go for it, man. That was good, man. How long did that go for? We will have a game time on you, Tuesday.